welcome to the Balance Chaos Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Catalyst for Connection. Yes, this is going to be all about using tragedy, upheaval, uproar, and finding the purpose in it instead of just reacting to it or letting it cause you to freeze. Yeah. So as we sat and talked about like what we were going to talk about <laughs> for this podcast, we, I think, both had the idea that we should talk about what's going on in our um, society, nation, whatever you want to say, world. Yeah. Our current climate. Our current climate. Social political climate. Yeah, but it's uncomfortable. Yes. Right? Yes. So we, we talked a lot about it and just feel like it's very necessary, but it might make you uncomfortable. And if it does, we just encourage you to mm-hmm. lean into that feeling, allow yourself to breathe through it, as always. Um, but hear us out, because we do believe spiritually there is a purpose behind all of the things that are happening out there, all of our reactions. Um, so we just want to help you guys dig a little deeper and connect with that. Yeah, and just kind of feel, I'm losing my voice, and just kind of feel what it is that you're feeling around this. And I think when you have a reason for why things are happening, it makes it a little easier to digest. Absolutely, yes. So, yeah. Okay, so let's let's dig in. Get let's. into it. <laughs> um, so we were recording this approximately a week after, everything. a little less than a week after all the all the things it happened at the Capitol. The Capitol. Yeah, I'm very informed. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of reactions to that on social media, on the news. You really couldn't go anywhere without it being talked about. Yes. Um, and I think working with people, one-on-one with people a lot, we've been hearing a lot of thoughts, fears, concerns. Um, but even if you're not, you're hearing about it all the time because it's on the news. It's in yes. your social media. It's just kind of everywhere, which is what happens. It does. Yeah. Like, like, well, and what I'll say is I deleted my Facebook. Um, it was just one of my New Year's resolutions. And I don't watch the news. <laughs> and I was still bombarded with the information. So I can't imagine as somebody who purposely stays away Getting that much information, people who aren't staying away on purpose, how much information you guys got. Absolutely. That's really a good point because I also do my best to not be on Facebook and I don't watch, like, I don't actively sit down and watch the news. I'll read some things. Um, My husband likes, he was a journalist, so he definitely watches the news. So I did watch some of it, but it's the same. Like, I really try to stay away from it because it doesn't make me feel good. And it was a lot. Okay. Yes. So So let's break it down. So spiritually, I absolutely believe, and I teach this to my clients, to my friends, that the bad things that are happening in the world are catalyst to get us all to wake up, um, get out of our day-to-day ruts, and to feel something, and then allow us to reconnect to each other. They pull us in. Yeah, they're pulling us together, which at times it feels like you're being pulled apart, But look back on anything that's happened in maybe just your life in your community or in the bigger community as a whole and see how you felt connected to people. People came and showed up for you or we pulled together like we can think about Las Vegas on October 1st, how you saw everyone kind of come together and unite in a different way than they had in the past. Right. We really became a community. Yeah. Um, We, you know just really dug in and returned to empathy. There was less judgment. There was less separation. And it caused us to look at one another and say, you know, I love you. You were, Whether you were at October 1 or not, we all felt it as a, a community. As a community. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what's happening right now, everybody feels it. Everyone feels something from it. And it's about coming back to that empathy, like seeing seeing each other and seeing how we are all connected and we're all here and just coming back to that love, love for each other. Exactly. So most of us, like we said, feel it. But how do we get past the negative feelings? (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the question, right? Because there's, there's a lot of negativity around it and a lot of, um, I would say like blaming. Oh, absolutely. Blaming is a big one. Um, what I think we first need to do is breathe. <laughs> As always, always, always breathe. <laughs> Whatever. If you're feeling something big, stop, breathe, connect in your body before you start reacting. Yes, reacting, um, going on rants, things like that. Because what happens is our root chakra gets overactivated. We start to leak energy. We start to feel out of control. A loss of that security. Yes, exactly that. And then. Our ego, which is housed in our solar plexus, gets overinflated, <laughs> like too big. And then we start to fight, yeah. fight or flight. Yeah, so when that when your solar plexus is overinflated, that's that's when you're coming in. I always picture like a big guy busting into the room like, Rah, this yes. is, it's my time and I'm going to show everybody that I'm the right person. But that's really not the reaction we should have because well, that's actually just dividing things further. Exactly. It causes separation. I was going to say that. Exactly. Oh, well, yeah. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> but it really does. We need to go into our heart space, our heart center, and go to empathy. Why is this happening? Where's the lesson? What is this showing us? How can we connect with that person who is acting in a way we never would and understand why? Yeah. And I think this is um, something that's really challenging but every, and it might, this might be the part that's uncomfortable to hear, like everything that's big like this is here to teach us a lesson. Exactly. And it's not like we, we hear a lot about like senseless and this, and yes, maybe it is, but there's still always a lesson in it. There's always, always a lesson. So thinking about what can I learn? What? How is this going to help us grow? Mm-hmm, how can I grow from this? What am I feeling? Maybe it's just, you need to connect with those feelings inside of you but there's a lesson. There's always, always a lesson. Yes. So I'm not taking a side. No. We're trying to keep this spiritual. But when I look at the riots and the things that happened over the summer and like the national monuments that were getting taken down, there was two sides. One side, well, sorry, there's a middle too. And most of us are in the middle. Yes. So yeah, before we go on, I'll, yes. I'm, I'm going to go on this little um First of all, I don't think either one of us are very political. We're definitely coming at this from a spiritual standpoint and like how we can learn and grow from this and feel and connect. So when we're seeing big events like this summer, like last week or two weeks ago when you're listening to this, um, it feels like everyone is on one side or the other. Like we're all so divided, but the truth is most of us are sitting in the middle somewhere, right? But what we're absorbing is like seeing this big, huge divide, which actually makes us feel more divided. Yes. So um, saying that, like most of most of you listening are probably sitting right in the middle and are feeling very pulled. Yeah, pulled, helpless, disdain. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so... Over the summer, you heard a lot of people on the extreme other side. How could they do that? The disrespect of our country, the outrage, all of this. And then the side that was rioting is in pain, okay? (laughs) So then now we go to the events that happened two weeks ago now when you're listening to this. 
And you have the other side, like, well, you were mad at us for rioting. You were mad at us for taking uh, monuments and things, and they're taking things from the Capitol. So what you're seeing is polarity. Now there's an understanding of each other. Yes, the fights were over different things. Yes. Um, yes, there, there was outrage on both sides. Neither were right or wrong. They both were just feeling. But now you can see that if you're this mad that you need to go storm the Capitol, well, of course, over here, they're this mad that they're going to... Yeah, we all, every person has a thing that they're passionate or feeling, but it's all coming from a feeling. Yes. It's coming from feeling unheard, feeling unseen. Um, feeling a loss of control. A loss of control. That's a big one. Um, can you, let's break down polarity really quick, just in case somebody's like, well, I hear this word, I don't know what okay. you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, I do use that a lot. <laughs> polarity is two opposite sides of the spectrum. So, like, think polar opposites. Yes. But everything has a polarity. When we talk about yin and yang. Those are poli- So, if you're picturing the yin, I think everyone can picture that. Like, the black and the white. And you have one side that's mostly black with a little bit of white. One side that's mostly white with a little bit of black. Those, those are the polarities, right? Yes. So, you always have opposites. Yes. Opposite ends of spectrum. So, where there is an absence of light, there is just as much light. Um, I love saying that message because so many people start to think, like, the world's going to shit. Yes. Um, there's nothing good in the world, or there's more negative. Well, there can't be. <laughs> there has to be the opposite. There's always equal and opposite opposing forces, but equal. So just because the media is reporting the negative doesn't mean that there's not an opposite amount of positive out there. Right. It's just not interesting to report about on the news. <laughs> right. It's just, I mean, it's it's a business, you yes. know? Like, you have to remember that also. So you have to, so always thinking about that, coming back to that that feeling when you're feeling super hopeless or like, oh my gosh, like nothing's going right. Like the world is this. I mean, big picture the world or little picture your life. There's always going to be that light, that that good. Yes, the polarity. The polarity. So, <laughs> so yeah, when I'm talking polarity, I mean, if you can feel anger at this end so heavily, then you can feel joy at this end just as heavily. Just as, just as intense. <laughs> yes. So there's a polarity. So what I'm saying when I say... There's, let's just talk about the people who did it. The people storming the Capitol were so mad about something on this side where the people who were rioting in the over the summer, they were so mad on this side. So, yes, they have different causes and they don't understand each other, but they're the exact same. Yeah, they're the same. They, I mean, really, like they're, they're both doing the same kind You're of action. You're both so mad that you can't contain the anger in your body anymore. And it's got to come out. Yes. So that's what I mean by saying they're the same. Yes. Hopefully that makes sense. But I think you explained that really well because they're having the same reaction over different causes, but it's the same reaction and the same, it's going to bring up the same stuff for those people that are sitting in that middle zone. And honestly, we need them. Yeah. (laughs) Because had there not been riots over the summer, had they not stormed the Capitol building, a lot of us would stay with our heads down living our day-to-day lives where things do need to change. (laughs) Yeah, you can't, I mean, I am somebody, I always say that I like change. And change is not that way for most people. Like, change is uncomfortable. Change makes us feel exposed. It makes us feel out of control. Um, But, I mean, we are not the same people, countries, society. Like, think about how much stuff has changed since you were even a kid. Right. Right. We have all this technology. Like, of course, our... Our needs, wants, expectations are changing. And without these big catalysts, 
You have to have them. Yes, you have to have these catalysts to reconnect through the change. Yeah, you have to reconnect. And they happen all throughout history. Like, mm-hmm. you go back and you look. Uh, I can remember being a kid and thinking, I wonder what's going to happen in my lifetime. Because I just knew, like, you can't go through life and everything's like, do-do-do, great. Like, yeah. there have to be these big moments that call us together, that expose things that maybe need to be dealt with. They have to happen. Right. Otherwise, we just keep going in our lane and nothing changes and that's actually Nothing not changes good. if nothing changes, <laughs> yes. But, like, as humans, we're made up of energy. Energy can't be destroyed and it's always moving, so we have to move forward. Yeah. And to do that, we need these catalysts or these big things, uproads, tragedies, illness, to get us to change. Um, an example I have is... <laughs> This is funny, and I can't get it out of my head, so I have to say it. All right, she's going to say it. Um, I love Broadway. Um, Alexander (laughs) Hamilton. I listen to to the playlist a lot, especially on road trips. I was going to sing it for you, but... Well, I encourage you guys to listen, if you have not, or to watch. They have it on Disney+. Plus. But Alexander Hamilton is an orphan. Yeah. And it's this big thing that he went through all this tragedy, but then he fought in the... Civil War, or the, sorry, not the Civil War, Revolutionary War, excuse me, <laughs> um, for our country. But if you listen to his story, I mean, the passion. Had his parents not died, he wouldn't have been so, like, such a self-starter. Right. And that's one of the big things there. The self-starter, this person who always wrote, who always wanted to be heard, and he needed to be, he would fight for something. It caused a lot of reactions in other people. A lot of reactions. Um, but we needed him. Without him, we wouldn't have the United States. Exactly. Or that huge yeah. part in history. And a big part of that was him losing his parents. Yeah. And so he turned tragedy into triumph. Power, literally, yes. Um, I also love in that how they, they um, the girls, like, sing about a great time to be alive. Yes. I always think about that, too. Like, yes, like, shit's hard. Like, we have COVID. You have this. We've got a lot of stuff going on. But, wow, we're, like, living through some really, like, some stuff big that's going to be written about. Well, and spiritually... <laughs> We all agreed to be here during this time mm-hmm. for a reason. Your soul incarnated or came into your body during this time in history because you have a purpose during this time. You were built for it. Yeah. Or you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here if you weren't supposed to be here. I love there's like some meme where it's the Hunger Games and it's like me coming back, agreeing to come back <laughs> during this time and you're like signing off to go into the Hunger <laughs> Games, which is pretty much how it feels. But it's it does. true. Like we are here for a purpose. And if you feel, especially right now, if there's something that you feel called to do, like this little whisper, this little aching in your heart and your soul, do it. Now is the time. <laughs> do we it. need more doers, more voices, more love. But do it out of love. Do it out of love. That's yes. That's like 100% the thing. Like we want to always come back to love. Yeah, that's what our souls are our souls are here to do it. Okay, I'm just going to use like 9/11, horrible tragedy whether it was an inside job or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brought us back to love. United States rallied together, it didn't matter if you were black, brown, white, yes, purple. We all loved each other for a moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just out of these hard, terrible things, you just see people come together. You really, really do. Um, I'm, I'll use my Norway story. So when I lived in Oslo, and I know I can't remember the year, which is terrible, but it was like 20th of July. There was this really terrible tragedy that happened there. I remember thinking, like, I never thought that I would be in innocent, like, sweet. I always think Norway is just like the sweetest, like people are so nice. I did not expect a bombing to happen closest to my house there, but it did. So there, it was a really, really horrible thing. It was a, a man 
bombed the it was right where my husband worked we weren't there and he there was a shooting of a lot a lot of children so there was a bombing and a shooting by the, the same person yeah by the same person same time all in a day we were actually driving down to Halstein's parents so we weren't there but like we came back and um his whole building the windows were all blown out he, we talked he worked for a newspaper so he talked to some of his friends like they're in the middle of chaos it was terrible and it was so um, disheartening and sad and especially because it was children and it was it was a like a political thing um, so very similar to stuff that's happening now like where you're like oh and you know when children are involved I think it makes it even more Abs- yeah it just yeah. It, it pulls it, on the heartstrings of everyone yeah so so we were away in his his small town and kind of watching it and him being in that in the media industry, he's like hearing all these different things. And that was really hard, I think, for him to be away. But we went back and it was like you had, you know, boarded up windows and it just looked crazy. But you also saw so much love. Like there were flowers all over the streets. People came together and marched. And I mean, I think in general, like you don't, there's not like small talk in Norway. You don't like say, hey, how are you on the street? But you just saw everyone come together. And I just remember it like, just feeling it in my heart, like how unified everyone was because of this terrible thing. But it just brought everyone together where they weren't before. It does bring you back to empathy. Now you care about what somebody's going through rather than judging them for what they're going through. Yeah. And you can really like empathy, like put yourself in their shoes and think like, oh my gosh, like that would be so hard, like this poor person. And yeah. The world needs more empathy. Thank you for sharing that story. I could actually see it in your body, but (laughs) it it, it still affects her today. Mm -hmm. Um, So what can you do instead of adding to the collective negativity? Because I think a lot of us see something and we're like... React. Yuck. Turn (laughs) off the news. This is bullshit. The world's going to shit. Yeah. We have no control over anything. I mean, it does get you to a very low place. Yeah, you get super low and like... People are dumb and hate people. I need, like, that's the opposite of what we need to do. Yes. So if you catch yourself saying any of these things or going into negativity, we want you to become aware. And instead of feeding more negativity into the collective consciousness, how can you feed it love? Instead of, so first start by being aware of when you're being negative. Yeah. I think that's a huge one because we do go, you know, you start talking to people and they're like, oh, I knew this was going to happen and like da 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 and you're just on this whole rant of negativity. Like watching your words and watching how, like when we speak negatively, those We're have creating like, that energy. Yeah, yeah, you're just pulling more of that in and that's the opposite of what you want. So even if you need to say, like if somebody is coming into your space, because we both work a lot one-on-one, mm-hmm. if you need to say, I can't talk about this right now, that's a start to stopping the negative input. Yeah, because if you know that it's really affecting you. I had a friend who, when she came back to work doing hair, she had posted, like, I'm not going to talk about this stuff. Like, let's make this light. And I, w- I was like, good for her. What a positive boundary. Uh, yes, because it it's a lot when you're talking all day to people about certain things. So it's okay to say, like, hey, I can't talk about this right now. And honestly, listeners, please be mindful. If you guys have a hairdresser or a nail person (laughs) or any person that you see weekly and you are talking to them about negativity or or like current life situations but being negative, stop. Because they're being inundated with that stuff. They (laughs) are a human too. Yes. Yeah, it's like an all day long thing that you're just around. Yes. No, I try to talk to my nail lady about like art. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like fun things we're creating and doing. Um, and that's like, I feel like we connect in that way and we both leave like feeling positive. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I just talked to her about the political environment that she has to hear about. And other times, yeah. Today. I, I mean, I feel like I have such great conversations in the salon with, with clients. But it is like you're around it all day and all the time. And there's sometimes you do need to talk about it. But it, it is be mindful. Yes, yeah. yes. We're not saying don't talk about it. But <laughs> yeah. what we're saying is, if you feel yourself being incredibly negative about it and you are going down a spiral and can't stop, use awareness to pull yourself out of that. Yeah. Balance doesn't just take place in the home. It's important to have a healthy work environment to produce great results. Because of this, we are now offering Wellness in the Workplace to our followers. This program includes learning the best ways to communicate with each other's energy for an optimal work environment, manifesting tools to improve sales, profits, money management, and mindset around money, group breathwork and stretching to reduce stress, improve health, wellness, and mental clarity. For inquiries, message us on Balance Chaos LV on Instagram. I find myself just being way goofy when people are getting really negative. I don't know if you like. I respond with a lot of like laughter, and which is maybe weird, but <laughs> I think it's, it's, like, it's a good the polarity. Yes, it is. It is a good break in it. <laughs> Um, I'm in an interesting position because <laughs> my job is to allow people to feel. So I just, I just take all that shit in. <laughs> I know. I was going to say when I am working with people like energy clients, it's different. But when I'm in the salon, I just get real weird. <laughs> <laughs> Break down. Um, I always bring it back, like with my clients in an energy setting. I bring it back to what it's trying to show them directly yes. in their life. So if you can do that for yourself, great. What is this showing you? If you're having a big reaction, why? Where do you feel out of control or not heard? And then where's a positive place you can put or use your voice? Again, for love. I mean, write that down. That was great. Because <laughs> that's something you could, you could journal on from this is like, where do I feel out of control? Why do I feel like I need to control this situation? Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm just we repeating do, what we, you said. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. You did great. Um, Okay, I hope you so guys double got that. <laughs> <laughs> Some steps that we do want to give you if you are feeling overwhelmed, give yourself permission to turn off the TV. Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, if sometimes it feels I I notice for people that it feels like they need to be watching it the whole time and you don't you don't have to. Yeah. No, I've had people tell me like, "Well, I need to be informed." <laughs> And I'm like, look, I know all about this stuff, and I'm the least informed person, so you will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, it's okay. We're not saying if you like to watch something, it doesn't mean you can't watch it all the time. It's just, like, not all day long. Give yourself a healthy break. Yes. To it, actually feel what's happening. Because and if you're to just get your watching, body out of fight or flight. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because your nervous system is now just, like, overdone. Shot. And you can't chill back out. So when you turn off the TV, what should you do? Uh, breathe. breathe. <laughs> Move your body. Go outside. Connecting with nature is a great way to realize, wow, it's not just this immediate political environment. There's a whole world out there. Yeah. And there's a whole ecosystem and Mother Earth and all of these beautiful things. Yes. So reconnecting with that by getting outside. Yeah. Outside, I mean, anytime you're feeling down, go outside because there's so much out there. Yes. It's beautiful. And we... I mean, if you're in Las Vegas listening to this, we are fortunate to live in a beautiful place in the middle of winter. We have the best big blue sky. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, yeah. So breathe, move your body. I mean, yoga is great. Um, watch something funny. 
watch something funny. I Honestly, did this the other day, and it was great. We watched Superbad. Oh, love it. <laughs> I always, it made me feel really old. I'm gonna. I always YouTube stretcher fails, and it's always the same, but it makes me laugh. It's just people picking up stretchers, like... <laughs> In a not smart way and dropping injured people, which I know can be horrible, but it makes me like laugh until I cry. Yeah, yeah, just finding those things that make you laugh, and I think laughter is important in heavy times. Um, connecting with like friends or loved ones, but in a positive. So not talking about what's going on, just talking yeah. about like how are something you? Positive. It's, yeah, maybe it's a birthday. And uh, we can talk to them about that. Kristen and I just connected prior to filming this over um, shopping. And we were both having so much fun, and then we were like, okay, we need to talk about this topic. Chill out. (laughs) Chill out. We were, like, really getting into our shopping conversation. (laughs) But it was nice. It was a nice break from the normal day-to-day negativity, because we were talking about something that made us happy. Yeah. So finding ways to do that. You don't have to keep talking about stuff that's making you feel icky if it's making you feel icky. Yeah. And then we also put on here reading a book. Yeah. And it could be a book of any topic. We're not telling you what to read, but then that way it gets your mind off of <laughs> off of what, the, the so trauma. The trauma, yeah. Because this is trauma, guys. Just FYI, in case you're wondering. It's, it's definitely a, a trauma. Well, trauma is anything that makes you feel a loss of control. Yeah. And, you know, many of these things, like our political environment, we can't just go up there and stand on the Capitol and be like, okay, we need to fix this. Peace now. Yeah. It everyone, would be nice if we could. <laughs> everyone give each other a hug. Oh, wait, you can't do that right now either. Everyone, air high five. Right. <laughs> With your mask on. <laughs> but, yeah, it's nothing. It's things that are out of your control, so doing things that, that feel good. That, yeah, that you can control your immediate environment right mm-hmm. now. If you have a home, food. You are good. Yes. And Loving your family a little extra, giving your kids some hugs. Yes, give your kids some hugs. Um, play with them. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times, I know for myself, like, if I'm feeling overdone, I'll kind of go in, like, manic cleaning or something, or, like, manic cooking, like, where I start to do, to make myself busy with that. But, like, I feel better if I sit on the ground and play trains and dinosaurs. (laughs) I will say as a parent, I don't love, like, playing with toys. But if my son's like, hey, let's go kick the soccer ball. Yeah. Or let's play Monopoly. I like doing that. So for some moms, I just feel like this needs to be said. Absolutely. Some moms don't like to play. And we don't want to make you feel guilty for that. But you can find the activities you like to do with your kids and play in that way. I 100% agree. Like, baking with kids, it, I thought it was going to be so fun. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm like, why are you putting in that, that? I don't need that right now. It's getting better as the kids get older. But I remember, like, the first time I wanted to bake cookies with my girls, and I was like, who lied about this? <laughs> why is this who the thing lied? <laughs> This is horrible. I'm like, no, you cannot lick the spoon right now. Now I have to start over. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm not a baker, so Grayson can bake with his dad. <laughs> Side note rant about, you know. <laughs> but yeah, find the do things what feels good. <laughs> you like to do with your kids. But kids are really great because kids don't worry about the political environment. Right. Or tra- like kids are in the moment. Yeah, they're in the moment. Unless it's like on your TV all day. Yeah. And they are going to start to worry about that. So be mindful of that as well. Like what your home environment feels like for them if you do have kids. Absolutely. Because yeah, they are going to absorb what you're talking about. That's actually part of why... I first, I mean, I wasn't ever a huge news news watcher, but that's part of why I made sure it wasn't on in the house because I remember as a kid watching things being like, I'm going to get kidnapped. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> like, I'm being so afraid of that, and I didn't want that for them. Wow. To be honest, I actually, yeah, I remember when 9-11 happened and my mom never turned the news off. Hey, mom. Uh, <laughs> she knows how to listen to this now. Um, and it, it was 
traumatizing for me for a few weeks because I really thought like, okay, when are they coming to get Las Vegas? Like, when are they going to come get us? And yeah, actually realizing that my son doesn't have to feel that. Yeah. Like, I like to talk to him about what's going on in the world. Absolutely. Like, it's not about not keeping them informed. Right. But I don't need him inundated with the media. Yeah. And their way of describing it. Yeah. I I just think that's important. Um, Other side note, when you're stressed... When you're in that fight or flight, you a lot of times feel cold. That's like when you're, I don't know if you ever noticed when you're worried about something or you're like going into maybe an interview and you get like the chills. Because when you're stressed, everything goes towards the center of your body. And so your limbs get a little more cold. cold. So, and it's winter. So uh, a cup of hot tea, yes. always an advocate of tea, <laughs> maybe some soup, things that make you feel good. Warm and warm, balanced. Warm and yeah. cozy. Absolutely. Hey, with some root vegetables. <laughs> I like to make, again, gratitude lists are great too yes. because you can look at immediately right now in my life, this is what I'm grateful for. Um, you can even take it deeper if you're like, well, why am I grateful? Like, Because a lot of us go into fight or flight and are like, I need to leave America. Yeah. Why are you grateful for our country right now or the yeah. space you live? And coming back to that gratitude, like we do have some wonderful things here, mm-hmm. but I think it's easy when we are triggered to focus to on the, the negative. negative. So you yeah. might have to bring yourself out of that. That's a great idea. Gratitude is always a good place to go. Yes. <laughs> and remember, like, as we're watching things, always, always take the stance of observing, observing, not absorbing. Like you That's do so good. Well, it's true. You don't have to watch the TV and take, take it all in, in everything. I mean, it's so much for your body. Yeah. You can watch it with an objective view and be like, do I even believe what's going on? Do I believe this? Is this my truth? It does right. not have to be your truth. Right. Yeah, just because it sounds scary to hear, it doesn't mean you have to be scared. Well, and you don't have to take a stance. Like, it's like, do we agree with people charging the capital and why they're doing it? Or can we believe that it wasn't protected more? None of that. Does it matter? Because what happened happened. It happened. Yeah, I think that's that's it. It's just like, this happened. Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's, Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Like, so think of it, all of these things, moral of our story, collective callback, calling you back to... Caring about everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Like, We're not independent. We are all together in this Yes, and not universe. thinking about things as divisive or dividing, but thinking about how you can connect. And love more. If, you, if we all love more, then we all have more love around us. Right? Uh, yes, I even like to go deeper. That like, and this is a little bit. Let's do it. Okay. Well, let's look at a murder. <laughs> She's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Here we go. So, if we look at like mass murders or even baby murders that only murder one person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not like murdering babies, but like you know, you only had the balls to kill one. No. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Some parts of this are supposed laughter. to be funny. Yeah. Um, but when we look at them, like, what are, wow, they're in so much pain yeah. that the only outlet for them is to cause others to feel the pain that they're feeling inside to make them understand. So instead of judging them more, loving them. Loving, loving them. Knowing that if, if you're creating trauma, that there's trauma in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if you look at all these, these people who are very, you know, spiritual and this they all loved parts of people that most of us 
don't love, yeah. right? So that's always the message is to come with more love. You look at Jesus, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, like they're all loving these people that the rest of us are going like, that Ugh. society has <laughs> deemed pushed. unlovable. Yeah. Which so. everybody deserves love. I mean, we've all been through things. I have another topic that I, I just keep trying to avoid in my head, but it keeps coming back. <laughs> all right. Okay, if we need to edit this out, we can edit it out. <laughs> okay, I'm nervous. Go. <laughs> okay, well, if we're just looking at, I'm going to touch on masculine feminine principles. Okay. Does not mean male or female, but we do have toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, and like there's basically a war between male and female right now, but we want the love from that other side, side. right? And then we look collectively, there is over half the population that has been sexually abused or molested. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going here. But when we look at this, and, I mean, it's predominant in our culture. Why? Because those people who are either hurt and then now causing more hurt have no one to talk about it to. No. Not saying provide a space for a molester to talk to you. No. But so many, like, if you are dealing with the thoughts of doing that mm-hmm. or, or, you know, basically sexual harm or like dealing with wanting to harm another person sexually, who can you talk to about that? And they hold space for you and be like, okay, I just need to get that off my chest. Yeah. You can't. You can't. So it becomes a huge shadow and that's why it's anything that's a shadow. Yeah. Gets bigger. And that's why in our culture and our society, it is so big right now because there's no safe place to go to heal from it or talk about it. And for, I also think for so long, like now it's, a little bit different, but a lot of times people who are in that boat that are thinking about molesting or this, it's been happened. It's happened, it's to, happened them. to them. Right. And I think now more than in the past, there are spaces to talk about what's happened to you. Absolutely. But for so long, you did not talk about you didn't, that. And no. that's why the shadow is so big, so big now. And why so many things are coming to a head is because all these things that we did not, like, we just don't talk about that. We just don't talk about that. We just don't talk Keep about that. to yourself. That's weird. When you don't talk about things, they have to come out. And they come out in trauma, ter- terrifying yes. thing, ways. Yes. But I, I, I would say that that's... I mean, hopefully, that's that's why we have these catalysts for change. Right. Well, and that's why I'm saying go back to empathy, because it's easy to call somebody a monster. And are these acts treacherous? Yes. But we have to look at the why. Why is that shadow why? there? And where can we feed more love into that shadow mm-hmm. so that it goes away? That's the only way to get the shadow to go away. Yeah. That, yeah. True. <laughs> I mean... I think yes. that was a good example. Okay, thank you. I know spiritually that can be a lot for some people to hear, to deal with, to process. So before judging that, take some time to process it. Yeah, I think with this whole this whole uh, episode, it's gonna it's a little bit more, which we said in the beginning. Like yeah. it, you, it's gonna take a little bit more to process. It might be uncomfortable, and just feel what what that why like why is that feeling uncomfortable for you? Where are you coming from? And yeah, yes. So let's give some journal prompts. <laughs> um, I we think we a should, lot. Yes, today. we did. But I think you first identify. Your, I, how are you feeling right now? Yes. How do you feel? And then write that out. Allow yourself just to write out whatever comes up. Um, where can you give more love? Yes. Where can you give more? And love? And it, it might be very simple, like to myself, to my children, mm-hmm. to my dog. But that's a start. Yeah. That affects the collective consciousness. I think that's also important. I mean, these are journaling prompts, but important to remember, like, 
love starts with loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when we list out, what are the 10 things that you love? How often do you put yourself on that list? Whoa. Yeah. And if you don't love yourself, how can you love others? That, so. yeah. Whoa. Side cool. note. <laughs> um, and then be honest with yourself. Do I need to be intentional about turning off the TV more or what I'm taking in, logging off social media? So maybe make a list of what you're reacting to or what you're Mm -hmm. seeing and see if you can challenge yourself to separate yourself. I said yourself eight times in that sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A good way to do this if you're like, well, I think I I don't do that much. Take a day and log your... This sounds terrible, but it's so enlightening to see. Like log your... I know our phones log for us, but log your time. Like, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you're doing? Are you taking any time to just be before you pop on the TV or hop on your phone? Um, And, like, actually physically writing it out because then you get a really aggressive wake-up call of, like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea I spend that much time, um, I don't know, watching TV or on my phone or whatever it is. But, yeah, just if you feel like I don't, I, I think I'm probably fine. Like, take a... Take a day. Yes, to see. And then finally, this is not a journal prompt, but pay attention to when you are feeding the negativity. Mm, Catch yourself and shift from a space of a negative vibration to love. Please, 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 for the sake of our light in this world. (laughs) Yes. Find some love. Bring that awareness. Notice when you go into that space of everything is awful and come at it with love. Yes. All love, all the time. Thank you guys for listening today. We know this was a little bit different than our regular or our norm, but we thought it needed to be said. And next week we're probably going to talk about shopping. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Um, Have a great day. Love each other. And we'll see you soon. Namaste. (laughs) Bye.